Sometimes I have the unfortunate experience of watching those terrible daytime TV courtroom shows. Please never watch those. Read a book, sit in silence, do anything else but waste your time with that junk. But sometimes it's blasting super loud in the waiting room and you can't help but hear what's going on. Usually someone has been caught doing something stupid and obviously bad, like stealing or having an affair. Whenever they are confronted, do they admit their mistake? Oh no. Instead they begin a pathetic attempt to explain why the bad thing they did wasn't really that bad. They say that they didn't know any better. No one ever told them that such activity was a bad idea, etc. They attack the foundation of the law. It's not fair, they say. This law shouldn't apply to me. Really, I'm the victim. Those of you with children above the age of reason will recognize this pattern as well. It's not my fault the lamp broke. My sister started the fight. But it's the same thing for all ages. It is always our first inclination when our guilt is held up before us to deny it, to deny the terms. Instead of admitting that we are sinners, we try and convince ourselves and others that what we did wasn't actually a sin. We see it in awful daytime TV, and there it's funny. But sadly, it's the way most of the world works. When, when's the last time a politician or a CEO said they were wrong? When's the last time you said you were wrong? This terrible habit of redefining the situation to try and get rid of our guilt takes center stage in the culture wars of, of the day. Rather than admitting that marriage is between a man and a woman and that anything else is disordered, marriage is redefined to make the disorder normal. Instead of admitting that abortion is the willful killing of a child in the womb, the situation is redefined so it is simply a matter of choice about some cells. When cigarette companies or oil companies are confronted with the public health consequences of their industry, they hire their own scientists to produce research that conveniently vindicates their business practices. When an abuser blames their victim, or an adulterer blames their spouse. When a losing team blames the referee, when a failing student blames the teacher, etc., etc. But we implicitly know that this is a lie. We know it is. We can sense it, but we so often go along with it. We say nothing. Lately, this takes the form of a weak, appe a weak appeal to love. I, don't, I won't tell them that they're wrong because I love them. I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I won't tell them that what they're doing is bad for them. It is allegedly love to not tell someone that they are making a mistake by acting on their disordered sexuality. They say it is love to encourage a woman to terminate her pregnancy or to tell a terminally ill person to commit suicide. But these things are not love, because love is ever truth. No lie, no compromise, no half-truth can ever be love. Paul and Barnabas did not speak lies, compromises, or half-truths when they preached, preached the gospel to the Gentiles on their missionary journeys. They could have compromised to make the gospel easier. They could have just told people the things that were easy about Jesus, but they told them the hard things too. As St. Paul says, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. They suffered for the gospel, but also suffered the difficulty of telling people the truth. They could have just told about the happiness and eternal life, but they told people that they had to stop sinning too. Paul and Barnabas knew what we should know too. The gospel is not easy. Being a Christian is not easy. If you think it's easy, 
you don't understand. Look at the gospel today. Jesus is glorified in his acceptance of suffering, in his acceptance of suffering. In the scene we hear, Judas is on his way to betray Jesus. It is exactly in accepting the suffering that Judas is going to cause that Christ is glorified. Christianity is most real when it does the hard things because they are the right things. A Christian doesn't take the easy way out because Jesus didn't take the easy way out. And not taking the easy way out means standing up for the truth even when it is difficult. Being a Christian means not backing down when the world disagrees with Jesus' teaching, but responding not with violence of words or actions, not with angry social media posts, but with the love that is the truth. A Christian can never lie and accept the bad things accept bad things as good because it is easier. That would be the opposite of following Jesus. So even in these times when Catholic teachings especially are not accepted, it is all the more important that we stand firm, both so that we can have a clean conscience, but also so that we can bring about the new heaven and the new earth, described in the book of Revelation. It is God, of course, who really makes it happen, but it is up to us to participate in his plan of building the new heaven and the new earth. And we participate in his plan by following his new commandment, love one another. But we don't do this in the way that most people think of love. It isn't about not hurting feelings or just about being nice. That is human love. We bring about the new heaven and the new earth. We welcome the city of God by loving with a divine love. The love that forgives even those that don't deserve forgiveness. That speaks the truth even when it is difficult. That accepts suffering for the sake of something greater. That is divine love. That is real love. That is the love that evangelizes and the love that saves. We should never apologize for the teachings of Jesus. Jesus is God and God is love, so that the absolute best we can do is love one another as he has loved us.